1: Ty's got good hair.
3: Hopefully it's a dry day at the ballpark today. There's a, a baseball schedule for this afternoon. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. It's supposed I
1: to move out. I don't know what the field's going to be like.
3: Well, that, that field you know, drains. they got all them pumps or whatever – you know, Dave spared no expense on making sure that field could handle
4: handle water. Chuck, so. I had some people asking me, "You're you're not doing the game today, right?" No, I'm okay. not. Okay, I just wanted no. to make sure. I told him. I, I don't like, know who
1: is, but I'm not.
4: I was like, I don't I don't think he's doing it, but I'll double check and ask him this morning. But you got Hagen Smith on the mound later on today, three game series against Wright State. We'll talk with Scott Tabor about that coming up. Guys, you're eight games in. I know the the Tiger thing is the big story from this week and kind of his status. I don't expect to see him this week, and I don't think we've got an update from Dave just yet. We'll probably get one with him and – I guess not him and Phil. You said him and Phil later on the pregame show. But, I mean, you, you hate to talk about injuries this early on in the season. That's kind of where we're at right now with this pitching staff.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you got to get some things, you know, figured out with what you got left. I don't know that you can plan on having him, certainly for a while, uh, doesn't sound like he's gonna, you know, pitch this weekend. But beyond that, I don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, you're. Um, but here's the thing: uh, lots of teams are in this same boat. And I'm not saying they're all battling injury, but a lot of them are. But a lot of people are trying to figure out exactly where they are in terms of their pitching staff, their pitching depth. Um, you know, who they're going to go to in the fifth or sixth inning, who the guy that's going to close it out is going to be, who the guy, you know, between those two is going to be. So. They got some things they gotta work on there. We're
3: seeing and I don't know parody's not the right word, but we're seeing more what what I think fans would consider upsets around college baseball early. We've seen big name, brand name SEC teams lose to programs you you know, at least to the fan, you don't think they should. I I just wonder, you know, when we think about transfer portal and all the other sports, and it's certainly been a part of the equation. I'm trying to figure out why we're seeing the frequency of teams like Tennessee and A&M and even Arkansas lost a game last Sunday. Um, Is
1: it just always been that way and we didn't pay attention or is the portal part of it? Oh, I think it's a combination of the two. I mean, you know, um, people, baseball's different. I mean, you know, in football, you play 12 times. If you're better than the other team, generally speaking, you're gonna win. You know, Not always, but generally speaking. Baseball, you'll win more than you lose. But if you went two of three that weekend, most of the time, it's a good weekend. Uh, it's baseball. You're not going to sweep everybody. Um, there have been. Yes, there have been lots of smaller schools that have been bigger schools early on. It's just baseball as it's become more popular the last ten years. You know, we 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 notice cycles that to us are new, but really, they've you know, they've they've been there all along. But to answer your question about the portal. I do think that has so, uh, something to do with it. Here's the thing that I wonder about. Um, How's the? How is this really going to affect the smaller schools move uh, moving forward? Because nobody says, "Hey, man, I'm going to enter the portal and go to Illinois State," or "I'm going to enter the portal and go to Eastern Illinois." What they're saying is, "I'm good at Illinois State, and I'm good enough to play somewhere else." So, I don't know. We you know we're just going to have to see what effect it has. But um, I, I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, it's baseball. Everybody's got one or two good pitchers. I don't care what level you play. And if they have a good day, you got a
3: chance to win. See, I look at it. Maybe it's the other way, but hey, I'm a good player at Arkansas or Ole Miss or Tennessee, but I'm not good enough to play every day, so I'm going to go to Illinois State or Wright State or somewhere that. and and, uh, and get on the field.
1: Nah, you're not going to trade a charter plane for a bus ride. <laughs> you're not going to trade uh, what you get at a Power 5 school in terms of NIL for what you're not going to get at a place like that.
4: It's a little, a uh, little different story. I think uh, Chuck's going wherever we end up going for the NCAA tournament. I think he's going to have a much more comfortable trip than I will. Wherever I have to drive to in a couple weeks, you're going to
1: drive. Like if they get sent to uh, the West
4: Coast, you're going to drive. You drive to S- not Sacramento and Albany, but. I I enjoy driving. I no, like I I don't the, mind it either. I like seeing the country. I'm not man.
1: going with you, but you know, if you want well, to Well, I was it, gonna ask you, you're no, talking about your no, Nashville no, trip. The you know, we, no. Me and a buddy are going next <laughs> Wednesday. The answer's he's no. got a
4: big old truck and man. we're we're going asking. throw you in the trunk if you wanted to thanks go. Thanks for asking. But, I appreciate that. It'll be a fun trip. I can't wait for next weekend. Nashville's fun. I, I always enjoy going to
3: Nashville. I hear that he's riding with a buddy, that means he he can't expense the gas. That's great. Ah, that's we're exactly already saving money on this deal.
1: Everybody hears what they want to hear. I'm 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 here. Not a chance! I'm going with you. You're hearing, hey, he can't expense this. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <And> so, uh... <laughs>
3: uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm. You know, I, I, it's going to be a good trip. I think you're going to see a lot of fans over there. And uh, I, I've talked to two or three people that early on made these plans. They probably have thought the Razorbacks were going to be maybe a little higher seated, maybe have a better chance to win it. back, back when they made the plans to go, but uh, you never know. I think it's going to be a thrilling. If you got if you got all session tickets, I think it's going to be a fun. Uh, a few days over there just watching some great games
1: and if you're a basketball junkie and and i know people that go to the tournament go to every game they go to every game but if you're a basketball junkie yeah i mean there's going to be uh there's going to be a lot of things to watch there the kentucky fans are going to dominate there's no doubt about that uh, and and you know we're going to have to do something about that at some point but uh they do dominate I, I'm glad that it's going to stay in Nashville. You know, I'm, I'm, I am I'm like the idea of going there. You've got a lot of hotels down there around that basketball arena where people can stay, and I I just think it's, uh, um, you know, I know people from Arkansas that go, and it's as much about going to Nashville as it is going oh, yeah. to see the basketball.
4: There's plenty, there's plenty to do, no question about it. All right, let's come back to baseball, Baumwalker Stadium. Welcome in Scott Tabor this morning, 1979, Arkansas pitcher Scott good morning man college world series good morning. we're a long way out from that but uh Brady Tiger that's kind of what we were talking about a little while ago kind of your initial thoughts on that news that broke earlier this week
5: well did it end up being a what did it ended up being I didn't actually hear
1: the injury there's not a diagnosis yeah we haven't heard anything just okay. Uh, okay. uh just you know what we saw what we saw on uh Wednesday I guess
5: well, you know, one of the toughest things to be a, a, be a pitcher who has something go tight in your arm, you're out throwing it, and all of a sudden something's just a little bit different, you know, things that you're you're really nailing the outside corner, all of a sudden you're hitting a guy in the head, and you don't know why. Uh, it could be a, a strained muscle, it could be a, a torn, you know, but unfortunately, that's where you've been. almost the same diagnosis is when you have a, a torn ligament and have to have Tommy John. Uh, and so, you know, the waiting and seeing is is one of the hardest things to go through and for... Arkansas losing Brady would be be significant. You know he's their their designated closer. He's got great stuff and he's got a good head on his shoulders. So hopefully it'll work out well. Uh, but you know injuries are part of the program. They're the part of baseball. That's why you try to build good depth. So they're going to also looking at other kids and giving somebody else a shot.
3: Scott Tabor with us here on the Morning Rush. Getting, I mean, the thing about baseball, you play a few weeks and then all of a sudden. Middle of March sneaks up on you, and you get your first SEC series. From what you've seen watching these games and what you've seen watching some of the midweek games and the weekend series, what does Arkansas really need to to refine and, and, and work on in regards to getting ready for an SEC series here in just a couple of weeks? <laughs> well, one thing that's got to
5: happen is Van has got to quit coming out before the season to say our hitting's going to be great this year or our pitching's going to be great this year. Last year was the hitting and they weren't so great. And this year is the pitching. It had been, hasn't been spectacular. You know, you've got your designated four or five guys up front that you can trust, and, and we've talked about it every year, is the one thing that a coach needs is trust. He needs to trust exactly what he's going to put out there, and he's not always seeing it. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, it's early and it's cold, and, and early season pitching is tough, always is. Uh, got a lot of great quality arms. You just have to have good quality pitching. I think that game the other day, the other night, the 11th inning walk off. I think that was a great, great, great game for them to have early because it it shows the team has grit. They have excitement. They're playing Illinois State for goodness sake. But it's it's not about the name on the jersey. I mean, it's baseball, and uh, and so every game's a different game, and everybody's got good players. So I, I think they're, you know, things are coming around. They're seeing what they need to see from the from the hitting. Standpoint, or they know who their studs are. He's getting the, the lineup laid out a little bit better. Uh, it always comes down to pitching and just finding that third starter, uh, finding the first guys that are going to come out of the pen that you could depend on getting you two or three innings in the middle, eight, up some in innings during the year, uh, just like everybody else. I mean, every team's going through the same process. And uh, Van Horn's great at, at, at having this peak at the end of the year, you know, so early games, early season games are important, very, very important. But uh, and you watch, building towards the end of the season is what they do. I'm sorry.
3: I'm t- I'm t- as you watch Zach Morris, and he, he worked in the middle of the week and probably didn't go quite the way he wanted, are you seeing anything mechanically? or what? what analyze his game and tell us what you're seeing with him and uh, maybe where they need to, to, to head with Zach. You know, mechanics
5: are a tricky thing. You can watch him with the naked eye over and over and over. And, and you know, one year it's just nails. Well, the next year is something just a little different. And it could be... A half an inch, a quarter of an inch on your hand slot and the way you're, you're finishing through a pitch or, or, you know, his leg strength is down or he's got a little tweak in his shoulder that he doesn't even know about, you know, so there's a lot that goes into it. And it, a lot of the times it's, it's the way you're finishing a pitch. If you're finishing, uh, with your hand through the strike zone, it's going to put a little extra spin on it and put a little, that last little quarter of an inch drop right as it gets to the hitter. Uh, instead of it being a, a line drive, it's a ground ball. So it's, and then part of it, the other side of it's the middle part of it. You know, the is the five inches in baseball is between their ears. Uh, not fearing the strike zone. And I think there's a little bit of strike zone fear. You know, you have a couple hit off the wall. <laughs> you, you tend to play those over. It's like hitting a bad drive. You know, you pull one left, your next one's probably going to go right. And so it's, it's got finding that, that calm in the storm and, and getting your head right when you go out there. Have a couple of good outings, uh, and all of a sudden he's Zach he's Morris again. So I don't. It's hard to say. Yeah, he'll come around. You, you just don't know. Uh, uh, the talent is there. We've seen the talent. So hopefully he'll get his head right, and, and things will come back into into center.
3: Guys, not only do we have an expert on baseball with us here this morning, we got an expert on turkey calling too. Scott Tabor is a expert turkey calling man. Now, now, Let's now hear it now. now. We're at Big Creek Trading Company, and Ty has uh, said he wants to get the turkey call out here. He thinks it's a duck call kind of deal where he's – but do you have any <laughs> advice for, for Ty? He, he thinks he's going to call in some birds here uh, at Big Creek. So what could you tell him, Scott, because I know you're an expert in this field. So here's my
5: advice to you, Ty. The first time you put a diaphragm calling your mouth, the the air needs to be going out. Don't suck in with the nose. <laughs> <laughs> the turkey calls can sound really funny. <laughs> i mean, have already confused. So him. I was going to say you should have so seen uh,
1: the baffled look on
5: his face. <laughs> he goes diaphragm what? Yeah. yeah, I think I fine. Fine another direction yeah, I was
1: going to say that's what got his attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, big it's words, man.
5: Big words. It's all about tone, tone, and cadence. Ty, it's all about tone and cadence. It doesn't have to sound perfect because female turkeys aren't. They don't all sound the same. They're just like women. They don't all sound the same. It's just all about cadence. So, so okay. just slow down that, and have a good cadence.
4: Let me ask you something: Would, would, would Norm use his diaphragm when he was yelling at you back in the day for missing your spots? Like, how'd that go back in the day?
5: Norm used to make he used a megaphone. Actually, he didn't need a megaphone, uh, you know. But the crowds that we didn't play in front of, you could hear the words that he said. And just Jesus, God, Jesus, take this toe strike! Oh, come on, you know, <laughs> because that's that's how easy it is. Just tough strikes.
3: Well, Scott, thanks for getting up early, and uh, we'll talk next week as we get closer to, uh, to to SEC play for the Razorbacks. Getting close, getting close, can Week. All right, Scott Tabor with us here on the Morning Rush. I, you know, cadence and rhythm, and then what? Just, I mean,
4: you think you can do that? I don't know, man. Uh, we'll, we're going to give it the old college try coming up. We'll have give something people to tune in for later on. I guess. Yeah. I hope so. All right,
3: uh, we're here at Big Creek Trading Company, junction of Highway 6265 and 412 South of Harrison. Stop in and say hi this morning. How's your business's website? You get on there, are you proud, or are you embarrassed <laughs> as the business owner? Uh, if you need some help with your website, maybe it's enhancing and, you know, more or less the, the, use the, the, the quote we use around home, remodeling. You need to remodel your website. Uh, Our friends at Modular Orange can help you with that. A lot of times it's just easier to bulldoze a thing and start over. And that's what they can do and be working on one. And uh, the thing we love about Modular Orange is they take care of everything. They write it, design it, launch it. They're going to host it. Uh, take care of all the security, take care of the updates when you need to add a picture, delete a staff member, add a staff member, wh- whatever it is. And they do it all for $95 a month. And here's why we trust them above all others, is they don't ask you for a dime until your site is approved by you and ready to go live, and then you start paying 95 a month. There's no upfront fees. There's no additional costs. There's no initial down payment. There's no startup uh, charge. It's $95 a month. Uh, see examples of the work and what I'm talking about at modularorange.com. That's modularorange.com or call
4: 479 755 3043. Guys, I got some sad news to report this morning. After 75 years, the AQ Chicken House is closing its doors. Saw that. In two weeks. Hard to believe. I know i've uh i've only been there a few handful of times when i was a kid we went there a few years ago but you guys got any good memories of that aq chicken i've house dined springdale? there
1: many times yeah. over the years many many times the
3: one on college is the first one i went to um you know uh i just that was the not there. the original that's not the original the, the original
1: down i guess yeah. the one on college in fable closed a long time yeah. ago the one in springdale up on the hill there on 71b is the original that's where clinton went when uh, he was president Came into town, so uh, yeah, it's kind of well, an end of an era. Yeah, it's. Uh, they it's used the- to have one in Russellville years ago. Really? Yeah, there was one in that. Russellville. Yeah. It's all these.
3: Uh, it's all these young kids that don't realize chicken comes on they the bone. Are, they it's they all you used- gotta eat them chicken <laughs> right. strips, Ty. Uh, I can't believe that's what's put in places like A Q. Under no one eats chicken on the bone like they should.
4: I uh, listen. I like chicken strips, but there's nothing better than fried chicken. No. I mean, that's just you got all the flavor in it. What? Well, I guess
1: if everybody thought that, they'd still be in I business. Exactly. Huh? Well, they wouldn't be going. To- I can remember. Uh, I guess when Mr. Burger went out of business in. Fayetteville, they announced they were going out of business. and you drive by, there'd be a line of people around. there's like, well, what that were you? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, if everybody had been doing this for the last year, they wouldn't be going out of business.
3: Yeah. I guess they're open a couple more weeks, I read. but yeah, Until uh, March 18th, yeah. I Yeah, and they'll be, you watch, they'll be covered up. You can't get in the place for. No, that's exactly right. The only good thing about Mr. Burger closing, there was only one good thing, and that's Mama Dean's went in there, and
1: then they (laughs) closed back. The original Mr. Burger was there just uh, north of the campus. I think that's where the, the, when that that one closed down, that was the one that. that was the one that really turned heads. <laughs> the,
4: the one on Garland? Or yeah. Garland. yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. just
1: north of campus. I then. went to
4: that a few times when I was in school. I like that. Some of these institutions that we've known, you got the drive-in theaters closed. you got the AQ, Mr. Burger. I mean, these are national pastimes
3: for people. What was the other one you had there? Brenda's Brenda's Beggar Brenda's bigger, bigger, Burger. Bigger Burger, yeah. It was
1: on uh, MLK, and that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Brenda's was, Brenda's was awesome. Yeah. Some
4: Good places, unfortunately. Well, just wanted to say that I got that yesterday. You know, I'm always cautious when I get sent a Facebook post or Twitter post, but... Did some digging, and unfortunately, that is the uh, You're such news. an investigative yeah. reporter, I, mean,
1: I, I mean, you yeah. just get to the bottom of the story, don't I, you?
4: I'm just scared sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'll say something on air that's just like a spoof or something, a fake, and that terrifies me. Oh, no, me. that would never happen. No. Yeah, no. Right well, it no, you've never said anything on the air that someone might. I
1: wonder if that's true or
3: not.
1: <laughs> don't want to do that.
3: High, we got high standards yeah.
4: here. Listen, yeah. Listen, we, we, we have a standard upholding. Since you joined the show, I actually have to be on my best behavior now well, from down. now on, so All it's, right. it's changed. Change the guard, if you so. will.
0: Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching
1: closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore. He's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues,
0: divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James
1: and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785. 531-2785. Online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they
0: can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Baseball.
4: Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports, you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts.
0: You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of
4: Arkansas Athletics. I want to get into some of the things eric Musselman and kamani johnson said coming up before we do that have you guys paid any attention to what's going on in the nfl combine i know jalen carter's been the big story but Drew sanders locked up i paid attention to what dan campbell said the uh the lions coach he
1: said we great film we don't great guys running around in their pajamas so uh um, <laughs> i don't know you know i know people pay attention to it i've 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 never been a big watcher.
4: I'll say this about Dan Campbell. One of the, the coolest things about the Lions last season is when he gets up in the locker room and calls out Dan Skipper for what he's been through and coming in in a position that he hadn't played all season. And I just thought that was really – and he's an Aggie too, so it's easy for me to dislike him. But I really did like Dan Campbell for doing that for Skipper.
1: Evidently the players like playing for him.
4: Evidently.
3: Yeah, that was, that was a fun moment. I hadn't paid a lot of attention to the combine. I know – um, it kind of goes when you don't have a lot of players from your your team and there's not a lot of former Razorbacks involved, you you, you probably just don't pay as close attention to the details.
1: Well, I got to tell you, if you're sitting around waiting to see if a guy runs a 4-6 or a 4-4 four, four or a four, 4-5, you need to get a life. Well, was That'd it a four, be my statement. Well, hang on, was it a 4-4 four, four or a 4, four five? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Either one. How many reps was that? Either
4: on that one. Pick? I mean, uh, good gosh. It's, it's the NFL combine or Aaron Rodgers still had not made his decision after the uh, – Darkness retreat, you know or whatever. But, but
3: you, if you're an Alabama fan, you're probably very interested in how Bryce Young's doing and how all that's going. But mm-hmm. just, I think if we had, we as Razorback fans had you know, a handful of players there, he'd probably be paying a little more attention. What do you
4: think of Bryce Young? Do you think he's going to be anything in the
3: NFL? Well, I, I still wonder, you look at the projections, you got like four of the top five quarterbacks on the board are out of the SEC. Mm-hmm. Will Levis is still projected ahead of all of them, and Bryce Young next, I guess, then I think Hennon Hooker, and uh, who was the one I'm missing there, but we're uh, all at the top of the board. Oh. But I'll be interested to see if Levis is the first SEC quarterback from Anthony the guy Ri- from Kentucky. Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Richardson. Yeah, from, uh, from Florida. 15. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, I'll be interested to see how these SEC quarterbacks play out because there's been some good ones, but I don't think we've had a year where four of the top five on Kuyper's big board have come out of this league in a while.
1: Well, whatever evaluation tool makes them think Anthony Richardson is an NFL quarterback, that's a flawed deal. And that's why I don't pay attention to the combine guys. I don't care how fast the guy – I don't care if he – I don't care what his measurables are. I mean, if I'm not saying I don't care, I'm just saying that People act like that's the end-all, be-all. Anthony Richardson's going to make millions of dollars because he's fast. You know, I, I mean, is, has anybody watched Florida? I mean, does anybody think that guy can play in the NFL? Really? Um, I don't get Mel Kiper it. Mel Kuyper does. I don't get it. But, um, you know, well, and he's simply repeating what, you know, the NFL scouts are saying. It's all mm-hmm. based on measurables. So, hey, man, I want a, I want a guy who can win me a game in the fourth quarter. I don't care what his measurables Wouldn't say. It would
3: be good to be paid on potential. Not well, on performance. That's know. pretty much what you're talking about here.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the way it is in sports. tonight. get your money up front.
4: It's changed. I know a lot of guys are wanting fully guaranteed contracts nowadays, which hasn't necessarily been the case over the years. But that's what's at. So while you're not interested in the combine, I know we're all interested in what happens tomorrow. So wide out. They mentioned that yet? Yeah, they announced that yesterday. That uh, wear wide and let's close out your last game in Bud with the bang. Turkey, you gonna wear? You gonna wear wide tomorrow? You gonna? St- I don't, out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I haven't planned my wardrobe yet. Well, I don't think this was the last wideout game, but everyone points to, of course, that 2014 game against. It was
1: Kentucky. the Auburn game last year. It was, was a the wideout last, out game. Auburn. Yeah. Okay, yeah,
4: it looked cool on
3: TV that Alabama did it last week. Was that the reason Arkansas lost? Was they had a whiteout last week at Bam? No. no. I mean, um, you know, they were trying to rally around that team for a lot of other reasons, but. Um, it's something fun.
1: I mean, and it's, it's more that entertainment. Kids. Is that it's, entertainment you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, but that's that. In uh, I don't think people are saying hey, we're having a whiteout. We got to go. Yeah. I, I don't. I I think it's fun for the you know the kids and stuff. I, I don't. I don't think um, you know. I look, I don't think it brings anybody in. I've always
3: wondered do they when they do one of these redouts or whiteouts or whatever or stripe the stadium and in, in uh, both venues do they see a lift in. Sales online and in the store there in the at the well, right and that's why they, probably I, sell I, some more T-shirts. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. They, there's a there's a financial reason they do this as frequently as they do.
1: Well, they're also going to uh, they're going to dedicate the new performance center mm-hmm. um, on Saturday morning, and um, then. Um, I think there's going to be some T-shirts and the coaches and the players and the warm-ups, and I think they're going to wear some stuff to commemorate that, which will obviously be a white T-shirt, I guess, based on what we're hearing, so I don't know.
4: Well, if you do need something, stop by and see our friends Roz- Robert and Elizabeth Mann at the stadium shop. Did you listen to Musson, Kamani, and, the, and A.B. yesterday? I, I saw
3: a uh, clip on Twitter with uh – Kamani and also so on with Ricky Council and there have been some various takes on Ricky Council and talking about positive energy and some, some things I, I've been interested in, in fact to be honest I've been more interested in some of the reaction from different members of the media and then the fans about uh, some of what Ricky Council said about positive energy
4: yeah I uh, I get both sides of that thing yeah well, let's hear what I don't know
1: what you're talking about. Play the cut. Nobody in this locker room wants to lose, so everybody's kind of been vocal talking to each other. Staff has been really vocal about it. I promise you our film session was, was very long yesterday. As a team, we took accountability for it. It's March now, so you can't really harp on things like that. You know, we got to win and move on.
4: That was Kamani Johnson yesterday. Tommy, you were referring to council after the Tennessee loss, and I think it was either the Tennessee or the Alabama loss, where he was talking about, positive energy in that locker room yeah and uh you get positive energy by winning i mean i know that and
3: uh, you know the good thing it's not quite like baseball where you play the next day but the good thing about basketball it's unlike football you don't have to wait a week to play i mean things didn't go your way in knoxville chuck there's not that many days you
1: got to reload and go at it and i think that it's
3: just that mental recycling he's talking about you can't
1: dwell on it you got to move on i don't put much stock in what people say right after a game you know a coach or a player whatever Um, people say lots of things in the moment and, uh, um, they'll be ready to go tomorrow. I, I, you know, I think we can read between the lines sometimes and maybe you read too much into it, but I, I don't, uh, um, I think it'll
4: be a great game tomorrow. It's Kentucky. I mean, that's all you have to say. It's Kentucky yeah. at home, final game of the season. I mean, you can say what you want. This is AB's last game. This is Nick's last game. This is some seniors probably in this team's last game, and they know that, at home at least. I'm not talking about game overall. So they know that heading into this game. Right. I just hope Nick doesn't press. We are kind of talking about it earlier. He need, it, it's a, there's a fine line between being aggressive and pressing. I'm talking with Dane Bradshaw, who played with Chris Lofton earlier this week. you got to find that little niche in between there. And it's not easy to do sometimes. Yeah, and, you know, this. when you look at, at this
3: one and you talk about the roster, I, I, that was kind of where my thought was going. If recent history tells us anything, there's going to be nine or ten new players next year because that's exactly what Musa's been about. We've talked about older players better than five-star talents that come in at 18 you'd rather have the the 21 year old with some experience that was less heralded with less stars than the guy that's 18 that's unproven i i just think that's where the sport's headed and i think a lot of these five-star guys are going to move on to the big money the nba but i think you're going to see a roster that's uh, going like it has the last couple years look totally different um when they reconstruct
1: it need to go get some guys who can shoot yeah need to go get some shooters i mean pure and simple that's the uh, uh when i look at this team i mean You got to get more shooters,
4: man. And that's been the, but it's not, it's been weird. That's not just been the team this year. So first year, Mus was here. Number one three-point defense in the country. Still didn't shoot the ball that well from three. I mean, last four years, they hadn't shot well from three. They're really good defending the three most of the time, but they can't shoot it from three. Is that just something we're going to have to get used to based on the way? Because the the thing is, most of the time, you have a guy that's a really good three-point shooter. He's not a three and D guy. He's not as good on defense, and you have to make up for that. He plays, guys. He would rather have that defensive and drive than that three-point shot. I'm
1: not talking about three-point shots, shooting. You can be a great shooting team without, you know, knocking down a world of threes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about making your free throws. I'm talking about that, and I do think they're a good shooting team inside the arc. But I think that if 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 you're going to be I mean if you're going to win you got to I mean you got to have shooters and you're right you got to have perimeter shooters you got to have some three point shooters but um you know you got to have some guys that are a little bit more pure with their shot maybe
3: and i don't know how you define it but finishing at the rim there's been too many shots just missed around the basket in certain games this year where you don't get the second chance points and you're getting out rebounded so making that first one's paramount uh, to winning those games and i I don't, I don't know if that makes you a better shooter necessarily but better finisher at the rim that all you know goes into the recipe of that formula or, or your percentage for the year and I you know I don't know how you define that, but you got to be better finishers at the rim.
1: Well, you know they do lead the league in field goal percentage, and 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 I want to say that, but I think that you know they do a pretty good job of finishing at the rim. But that's their you know that's pretty much their game, and yeah. if, and if you know you're going to be an attack team and go to the rim, you got to make your free throws, you got to do all that, and uh, so you know um, I th- I think that just generally speaking, you got to go out and get some shooters, pure and simple. Yeah,
3: because I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a pretty good chunk. When you don't get the shot at the rim, yeah. you end up at the free throw line, I, and that's where you got to convert.
1: I think it's remarkable that their field goal percentage is as good as it is. Frankly, because uh, um, I think that's coaching. I think that's 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 you know the plays you draw up. I mean they they know what these guys can do shooting wise better taking than we high can. High percentage shots too. Yeah, and and well, that's the point. I, I mean they've uh, they've 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 done a good job of you know. Minimizing the things they don't do well and maximizing the things they do well. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I just I just think for it's all said yeah. and done, you got to go out and get some better shooters.
3: Right. It, but I'm of the opinion you may differ. You're going to see nine or ten new players at a minimum next oh, probably year. So. They better be able to finish at but, the rim. Yeah, well,
1: sure. Yeah. No, you sure. No doubt about it. Hey, I know we're in North Central Arkansas today. We are in Harrison, and I want to talk about Baxter Health. It's right here in the backyard. Compassionate care beyond measure. We're proud to announce that Dr. Scott Ferguson's joined the Baxter Health family. He's seeing new patients right now at the Baxter Health Urology Clinic in Harrison. Now, those of you in Harrison know Dr. Ferguson. He's been around a while. And he's taking new patients at his location on West Sherman Avenue. You can call him at 870-741-2317, 870-741-2317. 2317 and let me also mention the Baxter Health Urology Clinics now hiring nursing staff at Harrison. Sign-on bonuses if you're an experienced LPN, join the family of quality care providers. Visit workwhereyouvacation.com and apply today.
3: Hey, we're Big Creek Trading Company come by this morning you can enter to win a 20 gauge shotgun for turkey season and alan has got this thing ready to go. tile gives some turkey calling lessons a little bit later on. They've got stuff for fishing, uh, got axes for competition competition throwing and we got it all here at big creek so come by and say hi this morning get ready for your next adventure in the outdoors at big creek trading company
4: paul's here in mountain home this morning wants to talk kentucky and texas good morning paul
5: morning hey look which robbery would you pick if you had to pick one would you pick the kentucky robbery or the texas robbery but you only you care about Kentucky one.
4: basketball. You don't give a rip about them. In baseball
5: well, I don't care about basketball. That's what I'm talking about. You had to pick a rivalry between Texas or Kentucky. Which one were you going to pick? I mean, I'm
4: a basketball guy, so I'm taking Kentucky. I, I, I like being Texas in anything, but th- these yeah. Kentucky games that you've had recently have been so much so, fun. If you this, think about last um, year. You think about the game against yeah, them you in 2014 it. with Qualls. I mean, you've been in the last three times, Paul. I'm taking Kentucky. What about you guys? I'd go Kentucky, right, you know,
1: purely in basketball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd go – now all sports, I'd go Texas. I mean, we get fired up to play Texas in baseball. We don't get fired up to play Kentucky in baseball. Mm -hmm. We'd get – you know, we rest the field when we beat Texas in football. We don't do that when we beat Kentucky. Yeah.
3: And they will be a big deal in baseball, too, to to play every year. Yeah. Play them a lot now. I mean, played them pretty frequently in non-conference with Dave, so – That'll be a that'll be a highly sought after weekend series every other year to have tickets to that.
4: I think one of the things that Mussina was talking about yesterday is the it's the it's like the benefit and the the back and forth of having this tough schedule down mm-hmm. the stretch. I'm really not worried about when team plays postseason about who they have to go up against because of everything you just listed. Now, one the teams as high, I mean Baylor, San Diego State, mm-hmm. Creighton. I, I know there's things on the matchup. Yeah, so. I know I know there's some better teams, but. I'm not so worried about the talent gap or anything based on the teams they played this year, no, tomorrow, or the rest of the way. I don't
3: think any of us want to see a team with a couple guys that can just block the rim and not let you get to it. I mean, those, those are the teams that scare me, that, that defend the rim well with their size.
1: I'm going to be anxious to see what happens with Shibway tomorrow. Um, to me, that was one of the real keys in Lexington was they held him to 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, you know, Arkansas was, I'm just going to say it, they were playing a little bit better inside then than they played the last couple of games. And they're going to have to return to that form. Or Sheboy's, I mean, he's capable of, you know, I mean, he can put 20 and 15 on yeah. you real fast. Yeah. So
4: I'm going to be interested to see how that goes tomorrow too. And we brought it up earlier, the status of Cason Wallace. If he can't go, I don't know where they're going to they're going to look to top in. They're going to hope Reeves has a good game. Fredrickson's back. I don't think he he didn't score a point against you last time, but they're going to have to find some other scoring options too if Walson can't go to, tomorrow. Well, but we don't know that.
1: I mean, you can't plan your game you know your day around if Casey Wallace yep. can't go or not. All
3: right, noon tomorrow, the Giving the Hogs Chuck podcast, you'll be live with Z at the uh, at the arena at 12:30 tip off at 1 here at right here on ESPN Arkansas and hit that
4: line.com.
1: chuck barrett here i know a thing or two about making great calls in arkansas and when it comes to your home service needs make the call to pascal air plumbing and electric the friendly pros at pascal have been serving arkansas for more than 50 years and as the weather changes make sure your system is ready with a pascal protection plan call the pros at pascal and get a seasonal tune-up discounted services and priority scheduling pascal air plumbing and electric arkansas owned
4: Glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville.
1: Core Jewelry!
0: You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas
4: Athletics. Arkansas baseball back in action today. Three o'clock. Hagan Smith on the mound. You'll hear most of it on Arkansas ESPN Arkansas radio stations. Right here. Make sure you tune in for that. Arkansas women's team gets a 85 to 74 victory yesterday, opening round of the SEC women's basketball tournament. Chrissy Carr had 34 yesterday. Was part of that 16. 16- Zip fourth-quarter run that Mike neighbor squad used to win against Missouri. They'll take on South Carolina. I know Phil's excited to be on call for that. The Arkansas softball team, they went 4-0 to zero yesterday over Iowa State. They will play Texas A&M Corpus Christi at 3 and then 5.30 against North Texas later on at Boga Park. I tell you what, I got some tickets
3: right here, Section 104. If you don't know where that's at in the Walker, that's right behind the first-base dugout. Row H. Next two people that come in here to Big Creek, I got tickets for today, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll let you choose two on whichever How game you that? want to go. So come by. Uh say the secret password is give me the hogs,
4: Chuck. There you go. And, you gotta uh, yell
3: it too. Yeah, come in the door and say, Give me the hogs, Chuck. And I'll give you some tickets. Or, no, come in the door and say, Give me the tickets, Chuck. That's what <laughs> we want. Give me the tickets. Give me the tickets, give me the tickets, Chuck. Here at Big Creek and uh Next couple of people, we'll pick you up with whatever you want for the weekend.
4: Final home game of the regular season for Razorback Basketball, 1 o'clock against Kentucky. The Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast will be on at 12, and then we'll have Chuck and Z courtside at 12.30. And I also want to mention, with Razorback Basketball, Darren Ford was named part of the community service All-SEC team, which I thought was pretty cool yesterday. All right. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That's great. All right. That is going to do it for your hog update this morning. It's brought to you by Mister Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call eight
0: eight eight
4: eight Sparky. All right. We have new leaderboard, Tommy. Apparently, really? as of last week, I have overtaken you according to Christian stat keeping. Well, good stat keeping, Christian. I got
1: a bone to pick with you guys okay. about
4: this. Let's hear it.
1: And I don't know what the solution is. Obviously, I keep up with the Razorbacks the most. That's the team I know the best. You guys throw me these games, like, to substitute for the Razorback games. They're like bad games, hard games to pick. I mean, uh, you got to give me some. See, you guys know you're going to pick the Razorback game. You guys know going in. you're We're going to pick the Razorback games. You're going to study up on it. Ty, you know what all the games are, period. You're the one that makes the deal. So, like, I don't know what game you're going to throw me until you throw it at me. So, uh, I got a little bone to pick with this. I, I'm so, watch searing. your beef
3: Wednesday I, all of a sudden. I am That's
1: guess.
3: right. I'm, I'm, Sean. So, in what? other
1: words, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. I quit. If I can't <laughs> win, I quit. <laughs> so well, what well, uh not 20, playing
3: anymore. Do you need 24-hour notice
1: of yes. what game? Yeah. So I want to be able to do a little prep. Need, Sean, would yeah. you like to be a little bit
4: more prepared? I mean, that's the only I think, way. Uh, look. I think Ty's rigging the deal. If you're going to be the best of the best, you got to prep before you show up. You know, I'll send the rundown two days before instead of one day before. That way you get 48 hours to look at. Oh, you send a rundown? Yeah. All right, let's get into our bit of Friday picks. (laughs) That's one last thing I can do.
0: Man Friday Picks. Call the Fenceman for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fenceman. We ain't afraid of no work.
4: Final regular season game for the SEC regular season champion, Alabama, as they'll take on Texas A&M and College Station. One, o- excuse me, 11 o'clock on CBS. Guys, Alabama is a two-point favorite on the road against the Aggies. What do we think about this one, Tommy? Or do you want me to pick first since I'm the lead? Oh, go ahead, Your Highness. <laughs> oh, I'll take Texas A&M in this one. I'll take your uh, your wife's Aggies, and it pains me to say that, Sean, but I'll take your wife's Aggies.
3: Well, you know where i got to go, Gig'em Aggies. So. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a point here. I ain't going to take this, man. Give me
1: Alabama. I wouldn't pick Alabama. There it is. I wouldn't pick Alabama. <laughs> I don't care who they're playing. I don't care care if they're playing the Vladimir Putin (laughs) All-Stars. I'm not picking Alabama. (laughs) Period. (laughs) End of story. Well, then... uh... Yeah. Even, even ISIS, huh? They were playing uh, ISIS. They're playing the ISIS 5. It'd be a toss up. <laughs> <laughs> we just had the Morning Rush entourage right. just yeah. listening I'm morning. not picking Alabama. Are you kidding me? I just, I just, even if it it's was just to try win. trying to beat Ty. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Some things are more important than winning. There you go. <laughs> it's hard to.
4: I know I'm following Alabama's yeah, <laughs> example here. Yeah. Tennessee at Auburn. Auburn at home. Coming off a tough loss is a three-point favorite against the visiting volunteers, a Sakai Zieglerless volunteer squad. I'm going to go Auburn in this one. They did have a heartbreaking loss where they are up, I think, 17 to the Crimson Tide, but I still think Auburn gets it done.
3: Don't know enough about Tennessee and how they're going to be after uh, Ziegler's injury.
1: I'll take uh, I'll take Auburn. I'm taking Auburn because their shoulders are pinned up against the wall right now, and they're fighting back. What do you think, Sean? Go Vols.
4: All right. On the island. All, all right. All next right. game. let's go. L, or excuse me, Ole Miss at Missouri. Missouri is a ten point favorite at home against the visiting Ole Miss Rebs who are mm. no longer yeah. an interim coach. What do we think?
3: Well, Missouri's the better team. What do yeah. you think, Sean?
4: Did you say ten point favorite? Ten point favorite. Wow. I I think they could
3: Missouri's gonna win, but by ten points, that's a tough one.
1: So you're going Ole Miss? Is that what you're yep. saying, Sean? I, I don't
3: want to. <laughs> Sean says hotty totty. Uh, so yeah, I think it's they're gonna keep it closer.
4: I'll go Missouri on this one, Chuck. I'm going Missouri. Okay. I'll take Ole Miss with the points. Listen, I, I I wanna I wanna be careful around your feelings here. So you, what what game do you want to pick in the SEC? I don't know.
1: It, no excuses. Don't you get to pick. Yeah, you get to pick. Well,
4: I mean, once again, you're putting me on the spot. I, I mean, I don't know. You always come up big on the spot. I, I, I don't. I you don't. want Mississippi State at Vandy. You want LSU at Florida. What's the What's the line on Mississippi State and Vandy? Vanderbilt is a four-point favorite at home against the visiting Bulldogs. What's Both teams fighting. Vandy uh, Vandy
1: favored by four. What about, uh, what's the LSU-Florida line?
4: Florida is a five-point favorite. I'm going to take Florida. Florida. That's my pick. Florida. Florida Florida against LSU. LSU also choked away a win against Missouri earlier this week. We'll see if they can bounce back.
3: you sure you just don't want a mulligan for this one? Like a free point?
1: Yeah, that's what I need. That's what I deserve. (laughs) Oh, you deserve. That's what I deserve. I'm entitled. I'm entitled.
3: (laughs) Uh Oh,
4: Arkansas man. against Kentucky. Sean and Tommy is a two-point favorite against the busy Wildcats.
3: Two-point my... line? Yeah. I'll take the Sui Pigs. You know that. I'm going to stay with my Razorback. Hang on. Say that again. I want to make sure I heard you right. are two-point favorite at home against Kentucky. The Hawks are two-point favorites against Kentucky. Which way are you going? I'm picking like Arkansas. I to ask. Come on, brother. I think the Hawks are going to win, but I'm going to take Kentucky. I got I can't be there be a 1 point game. Yeah. You
1: think it's going to be a 1 or 2 point hey, game. It's the game really? shot.
3: No, I don't know. I, no, I
1: I'm just trying to go opposite tie. So, if you pick the <laughs> Now, let's say this. If you pick the guy who make let's say there's a game winner. Let's say you say, "Alright, there's going to be a game winner." If if I pick the guy that hits the game winner, do I automatically win? Yes. You got to get Can five. Can you say yeah, that game game over? That. Game yeah. over. Right then, Tommy yeah. owes you your entire year salary up front. Get five points. Right, that five, well, five points. I'm behind by more than five. How many are you behind? i twenty five. Chuck said, yeah. "No, I need a bonus question." You're down nine, right? I now. need a bonus question. So. Nick Smith at the horn. How about that? Ooh, if ooh, Nick Smith ooh, hits bang. a shot at the horn, I automatically win
4: Nick is really competitive and he's vocal. You know, I think Anthony's tried to lead in his way. You know, you know with both of them, you know, they're still freshmen. And so those two guys in particular have tried to lead. Obviously, Devo and, and Kamani have probably been the most consistent voices throughout the season, and they have enough inner confidence to, to step up and say things internally. How do you balance guys that have been here being leaders versus some of the freshmen that come in and especially since your primary ball handlers are two true freshmen in Nick Smith and Anthony Black?
1: Well, I think that, you know, you can be a leader by the way you play on the floor. I think that's got a lot to do with it. Now, I think there are different types of leaders. Um, you know, you can't, you know, if you've got a guy that's just a great player on the floor and he's not a vocal guy, well, you need a vocal guy too. You know, if you got a guy that's a vocal guy and he's not the greatest player on the floor, well, you better have the guy on the floor that can play. But, you know, I th- I think, you know, if you're a great player, if you're good, I mean, you can lead whether you're whether you're 18 or 25. Um, if 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 you've got that it factor and Nick's got the it factor. And, you know, when a guy's got the it factor, if he if he scores 24 for you that night, I promise you, he's your leader that night. And uh, but that's not to say you don't need different type leaders too. You do.
3: Yeah. It maybe it's just a romantic thought to think Nick Smith, with all he's been through, you know, biggest name coming in on your home schedule, and he goes off for thirty or something. That it would know, be a it'd be a great story. I don't know if it's going to be a gonna, made
1: for tv Money. Right. I mean, but, but that's that what that you kind of feel happen. like.
3: But you know, we'll we'll just see uh, if it plays out. That would be a great way to end the home schedule, though. And I, you know, but that's kind of a romantic thought as a fan.
4: So. That's a nice fantasy. It's not a bad one. Let's talk to Ryan in Hot Springs. Good morning, Ryan.
2: Hey, bud. So you're gonna let 'em uh, mess with you, huh? I mean, don't you know if you're gonna go after Snap, you gotta have a pillowcase, not a Walmart sack. They're big. Well, that's a good sack. point.
1: That's a good point. Come on, that man. A very good point.
2: The, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the uh, oh, by the way, Todd, if you're gonna go turkey hunt, you need to know what a Jake is, too. By the way, what's a Jake? It is a uh, a young. Uh, male turkey and you—they are—they uh, are on the no shoot list.
4: Okay, so you can't shoot the ladies and you can't shoot the young men. So the only thing you can shoot is the old men. Got it?
2: Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, no, the, the real reason why I called was because you know we were talking about uh, kind of the performance the last two games, but I really truly believe the physicality that we we endured against Alabama cost us against uh, Alabama or Tennessee. I do. I'm not necessarily saying we would have won the game, but I do think I do think it. it it affected our uh, our our play and, or the how poorly we played, but on uh, I mean, the on the other end, that Alabama didn't play as well against uh, Auburn either. So I, I think uh, they they like to have lost that game. I, I just think I think the the physicality took its toll, and I look for tomorrow to have a uh, much better uh, performance, and I look for us to win that game. I don't know about going away, but uh, I do look for us to play much better tomorrow and get us ready for the tournament.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point about you know how Alabama affected Tennessee. I don't know that it was necessarily the physicality of Alabama that affected the game against Tennessee, but I do know that you know Arkansas played that game in Alabama on Saturday, flew home. Um, Sunday's you know an off day, got to give them a day off. NCAA manda- uh, uh, mandates that. And then Monday you're on a plane flying to Tennessee um you're changing time zones you're playing nine o'clock at night i think all those things affected it um you play a two-game road swing or two or three game road swing just 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 look at professional sports um you play a road swing it's those last games sometimes the second game in basketball that really um you know that you really see the effects and i you know again I, i i don't know if the physicality of the game with alabama is the reason they lost at tennessee but that uh, that back end of a two-game road swing sometimes pretty tough
4: game <laughs> we talk about
3: the Alabama hangover but it's usually not in basketball
4: yeah yeah you did say it on Wednesday no more road games yeah now, you will have some neutral side games but at least you don't have to go into a visiting venue full of 20,000 other well, screaming fans after
1: YouTube. tomorrow everything's yeah. neutral, neutral floor. Side, yeah. every you know after tomorrow it's all think, neutral floor
4: exactly and I, I think we we also again after the fact I know it you wanted to be Bama bad with everything going on but Oh, that's going to be the number one overall seed. And you lost to him by three with a chance to tie it at the very end. Now, Tennessee, you just didn't show up that game. and Chuck laid out some reasons that didn't go according I won't to say
1: they didn't show up. They didn't play well.
4: Well, they I, I mean, got, that's the worst game they've played probably all year. You could say the worst half might be Vanderbilt, that second half, but in terms of overall, and it's hard to factor that in. I just thought when Sakai Ziegler went down, I was like, you never root for injuries, but it's like, man, this might change the outcome of this game, and it just – they just could never get a foothold in that game at all. They cut it to seven, I think, after Nit hit two free throws, like 15 to go. But after that, Tennessee just shell-shocked them the rest of the way.
1: Tennessee won the opening tip and never trailed. Yeah. There was no turning point. I mean, there wasn't. Yeah. There was no turning point. I mean, they won the opening tip and never
3: trailed. Yeah. Um, it. it you just hate to see a performance like that this late in the year. You can explain away some things. Other, you, that, that's the, the, the hard thing to swallow is this late in the year to lay an egg or however you want to describe it, Tennessee just took it away from you. That's
1: the disappointing part to me is it, when, when it happened in your schedule. Yeah, You know, it's – again, we've gotten to this point in the season where all the anticipation during the year was Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky – Man, those are going to be huge games. And we've gotten to it, and there's no consequence. There's no consequence. There's no reward for winning. There's no, you know, there's no demotion for losing. You stay the same. So, um, yeah, I guess it's disappointing from a fan standpoint. You know, you'd like to win that game, you'd like to play better. But, um,. It's not I, the losing that bothers me. It's just the no, just the, I, the margin of loss. I, no, so. I I understand that. But uh, um, you know, again, they went, they played two of the top ten teams in the country back to back on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, these things are going to happen. I mean, let's not act like this is something new. Yeah. So I mean, it. Uh, hopefully,
3: uh, you know, I think you're going to close well at home. You played well at home. Uh, the road's been a been a tough place. Uh, you know, for you to get the job done. No doubt be, about Close it. minutes. We'll be on at noon. Give me the Hogs Chuck Podcast, 1230 from the arena with Chuck and Z, and then 1 o'clock or a little after you'll call the
4: tip. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
3: This podcast is an exclusive property
0: of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent